You're listening to Modern Mystic Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping starseeds like you go from awakened to activated. My name is Therese Tucker. I'm an intuitive artist, psychic medium, teacher of intuition, and author of Confidence is Magic. And I'm sitting down to talk with you about the ascension process, the spiritual growth lessons I've learned, and how to move into a more aligned frequency so you can fully experience your destiny. Today I'm talking with Amanda Eloesh, who is your quicker waker-upper, helping spiritually driven folks to rescue your inner light from trauma and live your full human potential. She's the founder of Sacred Medicine Living Wisdom Church and is committed to creating safe and sacred spaces for her diverse community to learn, heal, and grow together. She also facilitates sacred medicine ceremonies and spiritually elevating gatherings to strengthen community connections. And I'm talking with Amanda today about entheogenics and how they can serve both our healing and raising our consciousness. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Modern Mystic Soul Podcast, and I'd like to introduce to you Amanda Eloesh. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Oh, it's an honor. I'm so excited. So Amanda, um, I want to talk with you about entheogens, which is a term that I actually am not as familiar with. So I want to start with that is what are entheogens? Yeah. Uh, the, the word in short, entheogens refers to psychedelics. However, it implies a more sacred approach. So entheogen is a neologism that was coined. I don't remember how many decades ago, but not too long ago in response to the whole psychedelic movement, you know, in the 50s, 60s, that was really getting a bad rap. And the term entheogen comes from, I believe, Greek, and it means generating God within. Uh, And it's, but it's most commonly, you know, I would say 100% of the time used to refer to psychedelics, but to rebrand it, I guess, in modern, (laughs) in modern lingo. Uh, which I love because uh, for me, that work is all about helping us to tune into everything that's greater than us that wishes us well in a safe and sacred way. Right. And most people's, I would say like the common understanding of psychedelics are, you know, thinking about like kids tripping out on LSD, (laughs) (laughs) things like that. But it don't, I mean, psychedelics themselves don't they have a long lineage of being oh, yeah. used in a sacred way? Yeah, absolutely. When you say like the common understanding or perspective, it's funny because it's it's been in my world for so long and I'm a part of so many conscious communities working with plant medicine and in entheogens in a sacred way, but I get, you know, I really get that the that the broader uh, perspective is, you know, definitely still recovering from the propaganda. Uh, the, the ancient lineage, uh, I mean, each of them have their own, you know, ayahuasca right. is from the Amazon and the, there are many 
tribes along the Amazon that have been working with that medicine for over a thousand years. Uh, Wachuma, also known as San Pedro, and uh, also another mescaline-based medicine is peyote, and they've been used for over a thousand years, you know, right. uh, sacred lineages, Native American, and uh, also in all the way down to Peru, um, that, that medicine grows in Peru. Um, and so they, they're, they all come from sacred lineages, uh, including cannabis. Cannabis comes all the word cannabis, which is my preferred term for it, is Egypt comes from Egyptian cannabis. And, it, you know, it's you can see images of it on temple walls. And so they all come from these sacred lineages. And if it, for people who are really curious about this, there's a book. Well, there's How to Change Your Mind by Mark, by um, Michael Pollan, who, you know, they made a whole Netflix series based on that book that you can watch a four part series. Um, but there's a book called The Immortality Key written, written by Ryan Murarescu, and he uncovers sacred Christian sacrament as being grown, prepared and served by women. So by priestesses. Mm. So they all they all have sacred lineages. There are modern chemicals like um, LSD uh, right. and, and MDMA, which have also shown to be very helpful and effective, uh, not only when offered in a clinical setting, but in a safe and sacred ceremonial setting. Um, but we don't have as much time to track. So you know these others these other medicines that have these thousands plus years, uh, you know, of, of people working with them. Uh, some, some people believe that say psilocybin, uh, Nino Santos is a sacred name for sacred mushrooms or psychedelic mushrooms that they helped us to develop our consciousness and our use of language and our ability to think beyond, <laughs> you know, beyond just a grunt, uh, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. You know, as you're saying this, I remember reading somewhere that cannabis, um, and I can't remember where I read it. I, I was like following some information on the law of one. And I think I stumbled upon this, but they were talking about cannabis actually being an extraterrestrial plant that was given mm. to us to help us expand our consciousness. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised and uh, maybe not a lot of, I, so I've been working with consciously with cannabis. That's the ally that I've been working with the longest and I have found it to help me to really tap into my multidimensional self and to be aware of energies in my body, mind, spirit uh, that need my attention. Uh, it used to be when I smoked cannabis non-consciously uh it just made me feel really paranoid i'm like why would anybody do this to me but when <laughs> right. or to themselves you know um but but when i started to work with it in a ritual way what i and and along with a practice that i cultivated called subconscious success repatterning it helped me to realize that i was becoming aware of signals in my body that wanted my loving attention and that I was able to do much more profound subconscious healing, healing of trauma, healing of old emotions that hadn't yet been metabolized uh, and 
helped me to really tap into it and to release it in a really blissful way. And just recently, I found out about the endocannabinoid system, which was only discovered, I think, in the late 80s or maybe even in the late 90s. And it's very much just like our nervous system, the circulatory system. It's a system in the body that when activated, uh, sends, uh, creates anandamide, which is the bliss molecule, which is uh, only ever activated when we're falling in love or drinking ceremonial cacao. So it's this powerful system of healing and uh, ingesting cannabis can help us to really tune into that, which is basically how do I care for my body, mind, spirit in a way that helps to release old trauma, old pain, old suffering, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, so that I am more in that unified field of consciousness, uh, which is blissful. This is amazing. Um, Isn't it amazing? (laughs) Everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my God. And you wonder why you haven't heard about all this because big pharmaceutical companies, they don't want us to know that you can do this healing with things that you can grow at home. And why are some of these sacred plant allies illegal to grow? Because big pharma has uh, petitioned to make them illegal so that we stigmatize them, think they're bad, wrong, think badly of ourselves for you working with them and healing ourselves because it's deep, sustainable, self-empowered, uh, long-lasting, non-addictive healing. This is, you know, as you're talking about this, what's coming up in my mind is there's this uh, Rite Aid commercial I see from time to time. <laughs> I don't watch television, but we yeah. watch like... um uh, so I still have prime, unfortunately, but we're watching like uh, TV shows. And so they put in those ads, you know, and yeah. there's an ad going on right now. It's a Rite Aid ad where they're talking about, you know, how they offer both traditional and alternative medicine. And every time I see that, I'm like, it sucks that they have taught us that everything big pharma does is traditional medicine. Oh, right. And that everything that's right. existed prior to that is alternative and how they just the words. Oh, right. That's funny. Cause in my head, I was seeing it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they, I know because that's the correct, uh-huh. like that's the actual yeah. way it is. Yeah. That we're being sold the alternative mm-hmm. as traditional. Exactly. And so anyway, going back exactly. to this, though, I mean, you've made so many points here that I, I definitely want to come back to, especially um, I want to talk to you about how you work with cannabis. But I, I want to go back to, um, I think uh, to start it all is you really made a good point about how all of these things can actually help open our consciousness and that we we know I mean, I talk a lot with my, um, with the viewers about how, you know, there's a system set up to keep us sort of trapped in a lower frequency. We know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, we often refer to it as like the matrix and, yeah. and I, I feel like we have a, a pretty good understanding of why that is, that it's, you know, yeah. a control system and, and, and meant to keep us sort of enslaved in this lower frequency. Yeah. And yet there's so many layers of trying to peel back what the truth is. And, you know, when, when I was saying earlier about how, how psychedelics have been generally viewed, I mean, I'm aware that recently we've talked about microdosing, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, right now we're starting to see product come out where you can 
use these to actually help like calm like the nervous system for example for example but it's still we're not getting that fuller education or the reverence for what we're dealing with it's just being repackaged and marketed to us as hey this is an alternative you can take to you know xanax or something like that um and, and we're i feel like you had touched on something about cannabis use before and after and what what i felt come through when you talk about that is that your reverence to what you were working with shifted like you started to see it in a different light so what I'd like to ask is like, how, how did you get into all of this? How did you get into working with all of this? Where did that start for you? Mm. Well, I, I've been a channel and really since I was a child, really trying to understand uh, human reality and, and then concepts like eternity. And I was raised with, you know, the traditional Christian God. And so infinite power, infinite knowing. And as I really tried to tune into that, it opened my consciousness up to a unified field of consciousness, you know, the Samadhi, this total bliss experience and trying to under make sense of it. And, uh, I was quite a powerful gifted child. And some of those things were celebrated and supported on an academic level, but uh, some of the ways that I perceived the world really were upsetting (laughs) to a lot of grownups. And over time, uh, really, basically the message, I I knew that there was nothing actually wrong with my gifts in, you know, in reality, but it was like, oh, this third dimensional human reality, this is really freaky for people. Like they don't get it. They don't want to get it it's overwhelming. So I just won't talk about it. And over time, it's like a flabby muscle, you know, it just gets, it doesn't get used and it kind of goes to sleep. Yeah. And then, um, I started my work with cannabis and some of the magic start, you know, I, I was initiated into sacred feminine, uh, archetypal work through a priestess ordination and started welcoming ritual into my life. And, uh, doing guided imagery, guided meditation, and and with the use of cannabis. And then, uh, you know, it really activated. It started to wake up this multidimensional awareness, like, oh, that there it is again. You know, I, I'm tapping back into these parts of myself, my multidimensional self. And uh, it was really, really powerful. And then uh, grateful for that ally got me through depression and, you know, healing a lot of old trauma. Uh, and then in 2003, excuse me, um, I was going through a powerful transformation and was invited to sit in my first ayahuasca ceremony. And that was an easy yes, like it just really called to my soul. And that medicine has been an incredible ally for me and helped me to really purge old trauma that, you know, I'd done so many other approaches, um, acupuncture and, and energy work and, you know, hypnotherapy and all these approaches and my own approach. And like, you know, the, the ayahuasca just pulled 
some old traumas out of me, just one ceremony, you know, a purge, let it go and it's gone. And so I worked with ayahuasca for seven years. After four years of spending time developing goal setting content with my epic year workshop, I've developed a proven system for consistently crafting a sole goal strategy for my clients. However, I noticed many clients struggled with implementing their goals. They let their inspiration slip away before they take inspired action, which leaves them feeling fear, self-doubt, and confused. So I've created Mercury Pod Coaching Program for people who know their goals and want support, inspiration, and accountability to help them take quick action and get traction towards their big dreams. And I've got exciting news. If you're listening to this in early August, the next Mercury Pod is about to launch on August 7th, 2022. So in the Mercury Pod, what you get are weekly laser coaching sessions with you, support every day through our private Telegram channel, and one private session one-to-one with me where we are working on a project for you that month that is going to launch you towards your big goal. And, you know, I've seen so much transformation in a short period of time from people who recognize what it is they want and then just get a little support on how to go after it. Because a lot of times what gets in our way are our fears and our blocks and our self-doubt and a lack of self-trust. So if you need help moving the needle to get traction towards where you're intending to go, let me support you with Mercury Pod Coaching. You can check it out by going to mercurypod.gr8, the number eight, com, and read more about it there. You can contact me through this podcast at hello at blythestarlight.com, and I'd love to support you. And the cool thing is I do Mercury Pod every month. You do not have to do it every month. You can jump in when you need support. Go to mercurypod.gr8 com and get started with me. One of the things I hear, because I actually have not done one of those ceremonies yet, but I feel like for me on my own journey that I know I need to be in the presence of someone who has mastery with it and, mm-hmm. and education and reverence. I won't settle for anything less yeah. until I have smart. that moment. <laughs> Very <laughs> smart. Yes. But I, what I do know is that people have been using it. And again, you know, this isn't to sit, to make anyone wrong, but I, what I hear is people use it almost like that's, what's going to bring enlightenment. Yeah. But I hear yeah. when, you, when you share your story and the fact that it works so well for you, I, I just have to point out that you did so much work before. Did and I'm doing yes. and, and before, during and after. So yeah, my whole lifelong pursuit academically, spiritually, uh, you know, and always has been to really understand how to wake myself up and how to bridge the gap between my third dimensional self and my multidimensional self, yeah. but to also how do I help other people who are interested in doing the same? And so for me, 
the only way I could really, like I said, I really hated cannabis. <laughs> I'm like, why would anybody do this uh, <laughs> to themselves uh, unless it's in a safe and sacred way? And there's there's scientific research from John Hopkins that shows not only the clinical setting, but the ceremonial setting really uh, makes that the, the healing exponentially more effective and safer. Um, and it's essential for guides and allies, guides who are doing that work, who are offering it to be constantly on the past path of healing, self-discovery. We're never done. Uh, I've worked with shamans, sometimes even without medicine, but who have unaddressed shadow, very powerful beings and they've sent people to the hospital and people have almost died, you know, because when we, because we are actually, all of us are multidimensional beings. We're impacting yes. far beyond what we can see. And we know that there's all kinds of energetic waves and particles going on around us that we can't see without help, you know, from, from special machinery. And we're aware of the quantum field, like this is all scientific knowledge. And those those dimensions are impacting us as well. And when we're, it's just like the subconscious, when you're unconsciously having an impact on everything around you, you know, uh, the shadowy stuff uh, can cause harm. And so it's essential to be doing that work and that to work with someone who's passionately pursuing their own healing um, as the primary, you know, hurt people, hurt people, but healing people, heal people. And I never, well, I shouldn't say I never, but I really didn't suspect that I would be offering medicine. It's been informing my, my own healing and the way that I help other people heal. And I've been working at translating what I've learned, you know, and what I, as a multidimensional being, you know, who's aware of that, a lot of the time with and without medicine, how can I help people with and without medicine to access that? So that's what I've been doing. And I just find that the medicine allies make it so easy. And um, I asked, I was meditating. It was probably been about two years ago now. Like, why do you guys help us? You know, why are you so generous? Because they, you know, they give their bodies. Like some people believe that the whole Christ story was taken from the indigenous wisdom that these plants are the Christ consciousness and that we're taking their bodies, their literal bodies into our body to uh, receive <laughs> the body of Christ consciousness inside of us. And they, mm. they showed me like we're literally rooted in the reality of unified consciousness, the interrelatedness of all things and so you are a part of the us that is the one and when you and you're sovereign and when you make a conscious especially a sacred reverent decision to say help me please we just go to work healing the part of us that needs the help and i i and and it just makes perfect sense you know to receive that helps us to awaken to the interconnectedness it helps us to heal that sense of of not belonging you know the disconnect from the earth that disconnect from source 
the disconnect from everything that's greater than us that wishes us well, that we have traded in for technology and money and uh, systems of oppression, you know, thinking we have to do X, Y, and Z to survive. And we're, we're being powered over and then we're being taught to power over to, um, you know, get ahead and, and the plants, these allies, these sacred allies help us to remember the deeper sacred reality. Yeah, that's so beautiful. As you're talking about it, what's coming really clear to me is there's sort of levels at which you can approach these allies, these plants. Yeah. Um, and what I'm, as I'm like listening to you, I'm like, it's, it's sort of uh, organizing in my brain that the most people are approaching, like, especially cannabis, right? Mm. At a recreational level. Yeah. And that's the level where you're like, why would anybody <laughs> want to do that? <laughs> because again, it's like, um, what you're showing me is like, as we approach it at that level, we experience that sort of mental chaos. Yeah. Right. It's unorganized. In well, the mind. yes. Well, you're stepping into the unknown and that's what happens when we go into an altered state, we go into the unknown and the beauty in ceremony, you know, any ceremonial experience is if you want a new reality, you have to step into the unknown. You have to be available to something greater some greater perspective that is benevolent and has your best interests in mind. So you want to call that sacred container in because you are stepping into the unknown the un and, and the defenses go down and there's all kinds of stuff out there. So right. what do you want to get help <laughs> from? What do you want to be impacted by? You know, when the I wind think of, Yes. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, but when we're approaching that at a recreational level, we're treating the unknown like a roller coaster. Yes. You know, and that's exactly. what we end up experiencing. It's so funny you say that because I, I worked with uh, ayahuasca for seven years and I've, 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 you know, picked up that, that medicine again and now in service and facilitating, but um, at the, what I thought was the end of my seven years of deep work with ayahuasca, she's this, you know, supposedly last ceremony. I didn't know it was the last, but I, she said, you've been getting the amusement park ride version of ayahuasca and I'm going to give you the real healing. Mm -hmm. And what it opened up was deep, um, taking me to my core wounding and it was deep depression for two and a half months. Uh, but I have this practice called subconscious accessory patterning that helps to go into trauma and to bring it love and to help it to heal. And I, I did deep, profound healing uh, as a result. And both um, San Pedro, also known as Huachuma, which is my main ministry that I've had since 2013 through Medicine Path Native American Church, both that medicine and the ayahuasca have shared, you know, that there's, there's the real, I mean, not that the amusement park ride version is basically like, woo, twinkly lights, multi-dimensions, <laughs> there's fractals. You can be aware that there's more than just your five senses in the third dimension. That's exciting and profound. And mm -hmm. That is life-changing. And uh, it was like, here's, you know, here's some deeper work and it's not dependent on uh, blinky lights, you know, like, right. the, you know, that's, that's fun. That's all good and well, but, um, the deep healing, you know, this is where it's at and, uh, gentle as gentle as possible, you know, but I, I got, I really got to a place 
where I felt like, wow, not that I'm ever, that where anybody's ever done healing or, or learning from old trauma, but it no longer uh, takes me over as it had before. You know, I wasn't yeah. so susceptible. Those triggers didn't mean um, I'm down in the depths thinking I'm not worthy of being a human, thinking I'm not worthy of love. You know, it's like that went away and I was able to really feel the joy and beauty of life despite other hard feelings at the same time. And, and the, that's that treating all of these, these experiences in a sacred way welcomes in, even if you're an atheist, you know, we've had people come and sit in ceremony with us. We're atheists, Mongolian shaman. We've had the whole, the whole spectrum. Uh, even if you, you understand that there's a, a higher order of um, dynamic, energetic interrelation that's creating everything around us that is multidimensional. Uh, and you want to make yourself available to the loving, kind, compassionate, helpful, life-giving <laughs> energies versus the ones that are harmful, painful, life-taking. Mm -hmm. uh, you can still, you know, in a sacred way, when you call that sacredness in that intention for, for having that life giving elevation, uh, it makes a huge difference And these plants listen. So, and they respond, they honor our sovereignty to choose. So maybe they're responding, would you say to the level we're approaching them at? Uh, they are responding to us for sure. And I think they're far more ele elevated than where we're at and they'll give us what we need and often not what we think we need or what we want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. As most healing happens, yeah. right? Yeah. If it's what you expect, then it's probably just made your own made up stuff that you're telling yourself to feel good. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So the, this, this is really interesting because as we're talking about, so we kind of covered that recreational level that I've, I've identified and the next level is kind of where I would put myself. And this is where I currently am with like cannabis, for example. So I never enjoyed it when it was recreational. I had a lot of, like, I remember a boyfriend in the past who was very into it and it really actually caused me to dislike it because I could see you know, that the, this person was using it as an escape tool. Yeah. And that was a big turnoff for me. But when I actually started interacting with it, after learning more about cannabis, I started approaching it. And my approach right now is more medicinal. Mm -hmm. And that's another level down, right? So it's not quite as deep as we can go. But on the medicinal level, when you're starting to see like, hey, this is actually helping heal my body. Mm -hmm. And this is helping to calm my nervous system. Um, and approaching it in that with the respect of medicine versus the like a party substance, for example, yes. yeah, that you're having a different kind of interaction with the same sacred plant. Yes, absolutely. I mean, but and and everything's like that. If you think about water, you know, people are familiar with the messages from water. Yes. Uh, you know, um, we know, I mean, also scientifically, uh, from many different studies, research, uh, that are the way that we treat plants, the way that we talk to and engage with our uh, yes. house plant, yeah. uh, 
blessing your food, blessing your water, people that bless the water that they drink, you know, it, it's, uh, it has a different impact on health, um, you know, blessing your food, the practice of it. So bringing that sacred into any and everything that you do, which is what all of our ancestors and the indigenous people are continuing to try to do, <laughs> uh, you know, it just, it's more alive. It, it helps us to remember that we're in relationship with all things instead of this, the, the consciousness, the, the diseased consciousness from colonialism and even before then of power over, I own this, I, you know, appropriation, I'm going to take this, it's mine, I'm going to use it to, uh, suit my needs and I you know not really care about this human or this plant or this mineral or this resource having its own sovereign rights you know I'm just gonna whatever I need and not care um you know it's a completely different consciousness that is the fourth that's fourth dimensional consciousness and it's waking up yeah and people talk about the ascension into fourth fifth dimension, fourth dimensional uh, consciousness is returning to the indigenous mind, which is remembering and then starting to actually witness uh, as we choose to step in, giving thanks, asking permission, engaging with our, the resources we use every day, what we ingest, you know, the elements, the land we live on, uh, that's the waking up into fourth dimensional consciousness and starting to hear, listening to it and starting to hear the messages. Now you make such a good point about that because exactly. And I mean, I love the, I love that you brought in the, the water as an example, mm -hmm. um, or I love to use the rice experiment to help to, um, solidify What's the rice experiment? Oh, so the rice experiment, I think it was the same doctor, Dr. Emoto, who uh -huh. did a rice experiment where you submerge rice in water and you do um, three different vessels. And the first vessel, you say you can put words or say to it, I love you or thank you mm -hmm. or both. Mm -hmm. um, the second vessel, you can say something like I hate you. And then the third vessel, you completely ignore. So we have my family I just to show them how we're impacting, right? How we have an impact, how our words and our thoughts have an impact on our experience. I did this with my husband and my kids and we literally hid the, you know, the one you neglect away. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one, you say, I love you and thank you. Or you can just talk to it in a very loving manner. And then the other one, you say negative things too. And what it shows you is after a month, you open the jars and you can smell them. And the one that you gave the positive loving energy to ferments and it almost has a perfumey smell to it. Mm. The one that you uh, say negative things to reacts and has a, a, stinky. a, a stinky smell, <laughs> but the worst one is the one you neglect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was would, putrid. Yeah. It was horrible, yeah. horrible smell. Oh, wow. Not surprising. That makes sense. I have, I am aware of different, like, yeah, different experiments. Very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, one of the things that we, you know, so I, I created the nonprofit Living Wisdom uh, church, uh, to which claims in the articles of incorporation, uh, plant medicine, sacred medicine, 
Um, but it, you know, one of the basic human needs is belonging. And it's also one of the basic human wounds and the pandemic really amped up that sense of not belonging with isolation, with quarantine. Mm -hmm. A lot of people I know still are afraid, um, even not just from health, you know, but afraid, you know, just like they've been alone and isolated for so long, they don't even feel comfortable being with other human beings, you know, they feel awkward, and they're a little agoraphobic. And that, you know, social isolation is, I think I, I saw a study, it's like, it's, it's harder on our health than smoking five packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. Um, you know, and, and it's, it is much more, deadly than the pandemic it was before and now it's even worse we know that suicide rates have gone up and you know all these things and when we come together in a safe and sacred container to heal that you know in community listening to each other's prayers feeling cared for feeling like you know so we are container. It's dogma free. We don't care about your politics. We don't care about your diet. I mean, we do care about your diet. There are certain diets you have to have for some of the medicine, but you know, like it, it doesn't matter those things, you know, like, do you come in a good way? Are you here to heal your life? And, uh, to just be around other humans that are in a, you know, a loving, kind, vulnerable place together, hearing each other in prayer is one of the most healing things there is. And before I knew that I was going to be serving sacred plant medicine, um, I saw myself as an ambassador of prayer because of the power of that. And when you add them together, it is just instant family, you know, people that I've been in ceremony with who've come to our ceremonies or the ceremonies that I get held in uh, to witness each other in our humanity, you know, whether you're a, a, you know, Fortune 500 CEO or uh, somebody who is working the night shift somewhere and, you know, just scraping by, like none of those things matter, you know, in that sacred container, everybody is leveled, you know, everybody is, is humbled by the medicine and helped by the medicine and when we hear people's prayers, we start to realize we don't really have much different when we're asking for help, you know, what we ask for help for, what we're struggling with, you know, there we that strips us down to our basic human essence. And uh, I feel like there's just so much healing there. And, and in these ceremonial settings with the medicine, that's what we're all doing together. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that you're creating a space for people to come together because they just need to be together. Because as we sort of illustrated before, neglect is the worst. Yeah. Neglect is is the worst. It is. You know, and that's what's so interesting is when you realize that like with children, for example, children want attention, right? And they don't care if it's negative attention because that's even better Mm -hmm. than being neglected. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's, so it's often what uh, we have. Uh, my partner has two lovely kids and one of them was being bullied and, and, you know, supported her and also said, you know, bullies 
And I put a note up to help her to remember. I said, bullies are people that are hurt, that want attention, and they don't know how to do it in a positive way. Yeah. No, well, that's really beautiful that you gave her the awareness and understanding, even though she's also going through this, you know, it's a really hard time to go through that. And um. I mean, it's bringing me, my brain wants to go on another topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to bring it back Not next month. <laughs> exactly. Um, so but going back to what you're doing and sort of the levels that you're helping bring awareness to here. So obviously what I'm getting is that after we have this sort of reverence for, for plants as uh, like seeing them as our helpers, which I would put at the sort of yeah. medicinal level now you're bringing us to the sacred level and you've, you've highlighted throughout this conversation how that works, but I'd actually like to, to get into it, ask like, okay, how do you create a mm. sacred relationship? Beautiful. Well, uh, you know, growing, it's great. I've, uh, I'm growing Wachuma. Uh, sometimes we're not in places where we can grow that medicine, but growing your own food, growing, you know, <laughs> when you grow something, you know, you're feeding, you're watering, you're paying attention to what's, you know, is it, is it thriving right now? Did it get too much sun? You know, that's a, that's a deep relationship and commitment and that that's uh, powerful. We play uh, sacred instruments to our medicine and pray, you know, pray with it, bless it, say hello. Um, and then in the ceremonial setting, you know, like I was just before we talked, uh, got on here for this conversation, I was meditating at my altar. We have a ceremony this Saturday and I was thinking about all the people coming. Some of them I know everyone I've talked to, but some of them I haven't actually met in person and just thinking about each each of them, sending prayers, uh, intending, you know, an, an energetic container that feels soft and and welcoming and safe for everyone, and uh, you know, treating our space with respect, you know, keeping it clean, uh, attending to the plant, you know, the the house plants in a good way, cleaning away spider webs. Uh, you know, just making it look really beautiful with a sense of respect and reverence. And, uh, you know, we could go deep into, you know, working with an altar and that's like a, a throne for the holy to come sit upon and to engage with. Uh, there's so many different levels, but, uh, you know, because it's not just the plant medicine, although the plant medicine is enough, but in a ceremonial setting, there's the, there are all the elements, you know, so say if you're sitting in the Amazon, there are birds, there are, you know, all these plants and all these living things and, you know, they're responding and wherever we are, we're on sacred Wapo land here in uh, Napa Valley. And so I'm in prayer with the ancestors of this land, with the elements of this land. I give you know, ask for permission and give offerings and say thank you for showing up in such a supportive, helpful way to make these ceremonies safe and sacred. I have my own guides and allies. I work with everybody that shows up has their own guides and allies that they bring with them. So there's so many different elements and being aware of them and attending to them 
fluffing them up, you know, feeding the holy and, uh, you know, welcoming everyone and everything in with love, kindness, compassion, respect uh, is what makes it a safe and sacred container. And that, by the way, is our full, our, our main mission statement for Living Wisdom is to create safe and sacred spaces for our diverse community to learn, heal, and grow together. That's, that's fantastic. So as I'm, I'm hearing you talk about this experience and I'm taking it in through my own filter, what I'm, what I'm understanding, how I could deepen my relationship with um, any sacred plant that I might use or really anything like water, for example, like you spoke about before, the way I could deepen that relationship is um, if I'm at the level and I'm just making these in my mind so that I can identify what level mm-hmm. I'm at. But if I'm looking at it w- w- from the medicinal level, yeah. w- which is where I've, I sort of identify as I have respect for this. I'm not abusing it. I'm seeing mm-hmm. it as a tool for health and wisdom. But the way I could deepen that relationship is have an active relationship with it, which is what I'm hearing you say when yes. you bring it to the sacred level. You're actually... Yes in an active relationship um, with this other being. Yes. I love that you're saying it because we just had somebody who came, he came to a ceremony probably less than two months ago, but he's been to multiple ceremonies already. He's joined our advisory board. He has a PhD from Harvard, very successful. And he said, you, what you're doing is beyond mindfulness. He's like, it's the next level beyond mindfulness. The next level is bringing sacred back, which is one of our mottos, bringing sacred back and blessing your life, bringing the magic through little things, tooth rituals, you know, blessing your, you know, coffees, stir, you know, we're going to have a party for Matthew's uh, 11 year old daughter in a couple of weeks. And we're going to have a, we're going to decorate cupcakes, but instead of just decorating them, we're going to set intentions. We're going to, you know, as we mix in the coloring and as we decorate the cupcakes, we're going to set an intention for something we want to create and manifest in our lives. So there's just, you know, there's just, it brings just a new level of engagement of meaning and uh, delight, magic, sacred, lots of different ways of putting it but it brings more life into the life. Do you want to join the next Spirit Circle? Spirit Circles are virtual gatherings I hold every new moon and full moon, where I'll take you deep into the cosmic codes to receive the messages on how to work in alignment with source energy. The first 60 minutes include energy attunements, journaling, masterminds, guided visualizations, and more. Each Spirit Circle includes a 30-minute psychic Q&A session with me to get answers from your guides and spirit team. Every session is recorded and it's yours to keep to use again and again. If you want to join me for the upcoming Spirit Circle, please go to blithestarlight.com forward slash spirit dash circles. I hope to see you there. Love this. The next level is beyond mindfulness, which, um, yeah, that I I'm like taking it in and I'm visualizing like, where could I do this in my life today? I mean, I, we know about, um, 
you know, I, I bless my food. I, I, I am more intentional with my food than I've ever been before because I'm thinking mm. about where did you come from? You yes. know, thank you for being here and thank Absolutely. you. I, I, in fact, I, I've taken it to another level where, um, I still eat meat. I eat it for my health, but there's a part of me that knows, you know, something had to give its life so that I could continue. And so I make an exchange now. I say, you Mm. know, I'm giving, I'm taking you in Mm -hmm. some of my creativity or here's some Mm -hmm. of my consciousness. Beautiful. Yeah. Every, everything that is supporting us is a life, you know, these sacred plant allies are giving their lives, you know, they're no less valuable than an animal's life. You know, there are teacher healer guides. So um, I think that's so beautiful. There's really. And I know that some people struggle with this, you know, the more conscious and aware we become, the more mindful we become. There is this, I think there's for some of us, maybe, I don't know if everyone goes through this, but there's a bit of a pain when you realize that you, in order to survive or thrive, you have to consume. Absolutely. Part of that, that is part of the whole, uh, I, I guess concept is the best word for it in this moment that one of my most beloved teachers taught, and he has a whole book called Grief and Praise, uh, Martin Prechtel, and he talks about grief and praise and, you know, every, every beautiful thing has the grief of knowing what it took to create it, you know, the hard things, all of, all that had to die, all that had to give of itself to birth this new thing. And the fact that this beautiful thing is going to die. And, you know, can, if, when we're in a sacred relationship of giving and receiving, like, like my body, you know, I want my body to go back into the earth and to feed and nourish the earth, which has fed and nourished me. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's that sense of, of, of honoring, respecting, treating my body in a sacred way, giving back, you know, um, then it's beautiful, even though there is grief in the, you know, the grief for the loss of the life that's feeding me right now. And then also that willingness and ability to acknowledge what has given its life to bring, let us live another day puts a little bit of fire and hopefully inspired action, not oppressive. I feel bad about this, but inspired action to be worthy of it. You know, Mm -hmm. make this day a beautiful day. How can I be of service? You know, I just had something to eat today that had to die to feed this new day of life for me. And how can I make it worthy? How can I give back? Um, I love that. that's, That's indigenous mind. That is the heart of indigenous mind. I love that. Be worthy of it. Yeah. That makes it sense. Yeah, I don't feel guilty. <laughs> just, just be commit, just be devoted to being worthy and the plants, the sacred allies, you know, these altered states from living medicines help us to remember that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. as you're saying that I'm like, man, if you really stopped for a minute to think that, you know, the plants and animals that that we need to consume to be healthy, like make the most of your day. Cause they just gave you, <laughs> yeah. they gave you more time. It's like, let's, let's honor that time that's been given to us. The, yeah. the extension to keep going. Um, and so I really love that. And this, so let me get, bring it to, um, 
I'd love to hear about an example of how you work with cannabis now, because you're Mm -hmm. saying that one of the main plant medicines that you work with is cannabis. And so what does that look like when you work with it now? Well, um, so I don't, I, I actually should work with it more often than I do, but it, it, you know, it's a commitment. Um, it, it takes me into an altered state. That's very profound. I'm, I'm still quite a lightweight with it, but I'll sit at my altar. I'll, um, drop into sacred space. I'll bless the cannabis. I'll tune into its origins and give thanks. And there's a little prayer I say that's in Sanskrit. I ingest. And then I, I drop into meditation. I do grounding work. I do breath work. It makes me aware, as I mentioned, it'll make me aware of where I'm out of alignment energetically, my energy body, my, it'll help me to tune into places in my body that uh, need some love. You know, I have a wrist injury. So like, oh, okay, what's that needing? What's that wanting? Oh, it wants a little loving touch. I'll find places in my face that are tight. We, we hide or, or I guess a lot of emotional expressions get stuck in our faces because uh, we try to put on a happy face or we hide the frowny face or whatever. And so I do a lot. I'll do like face massage. I'll get into gentle movement and stretch and yoga and dance. I, I call it spazzercise because basically I just, as a funny, just a funny little way of referring to it because <laughs> I think it's probably quite beautiful um, to watch, but um, I don't care what it looks like. I'm really just honoring like, oh, how can I love myself up right now? Lovingly touch, you know, usually it's self-massage, yoga, stretching, movement, self-care. Sometimes I'll do some tongue scraping or you know, take a nice uh, Epsom salt bath. It just, it helps me to be really aware of what I need to be in that bliss body. And then guess what? When I'm in that elevated space, then the phone calls I make for networking, the things that I write about to put out on social media, the food that I create for ceremony, it's all inspired from this elevated place. And we, you know, this is like kind of why I've taught whole workshops on it and spoken around the world about it. But in this, you know, when we're in a contracted, when trauma is active in our system, we're tight, we're contracted, we literally don't see as well, we don't hear as well, we can't, you know, process information uh, clearly, we put things together in weird, wonky ways, and we tend to generate more pain and suffering for ourselves. The opposite of that is when we're in a very elevated, blissful state that's grounded, then we can create beauty, inspired action. You know, the, the, we make things with love. We welcome the holy in. You know, the way that we attend to things has just got a better energy to it. You know, do you want a meal made with love by someone who loved up all the food, grew the food, blessed the food, thanked the food? put it together in a loving way or somebody who was like, God, ah, okay, I, I guess I'll, you know, I guess I'll make this thing. Oh and my blah, gosh. Blah, 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 blah. You can totally taste the difference. You can totally taste the difference. You can totally taste the difference. It's an insane how different the food exactly. can taste. So, and, and just, just 
magnify that into everything in your life. So I love, even if I don't ingest cannabis, I, I do get up and start each day with practices that bring bliss and elevation grounded and inspired action into my life with meditation, with breath work, with um, spring water, uh, with uh, cleansing green drinks, with, you know, uh, medicinal mushrooms like chaga and reishi and shiitake and lion's mane. Mm, you know, yeah, I, love those. I, I feed myself yummy things and I exercise and I do yoga. And then I, th those I commit to doing before I do anything else. And it makes my day so much more effective, so much clear minded and inspired intuitive. My intuition's greater. Um, it's just a, my life, life flows much more beautifully when it's like that. Um, with again, with or without those medicines, but they can really, really help. They can be such allies and that's what they're here to do. Everything that you're saying is so inspiring. I mean, it makes me want to have a different relationship and light up a I'm like, right now. <laughs> and let, let me ask you, because I, I, I'm not good with smoke. My lungs do not yeah. like that. So I yeah. ingest I, it through I chocolate or. Yeah, I seldom um, actually ingest when I do. I tend to, pardon, that's my bestie calling me. <laughs> that's why she got through the do not disturb barrier. Um, she has the force with she her. She has the force with her. Um, so what was I saying now? Well, we were talking about, so you had made a joke about lighting up a doobie. Oh, yeah. What about if you're not into the doobie, but you like oh, right, the right, right, effects right. of so cannabis? I, I use uh, vape pens, although there is something sacred about the smoke and I do that every once in a while. But most of the time I just ingest edibles that I make myself oh, um, okay. often. Uh, most of the time it's mostly CBD um, and for people who are really curious about this, um, start with just CBD or super high CBD and just a tiny bit of THC because a tiny, tiny, tiny trace of THC in CBD is very, very powerful and very, very helpful. I heard it helps it activate deeper Ex into the body. Exactly, exactly. And if you have like a physical injury and you have a salve and you put it on the outside, like I have a little arthritic knuckle that got uh, sprained really badly a long time ago. And now it's got some inflammation. So I can put um, a CBD THC cream on it. And then I ingest it. It, it will go to that site. It knows to go to that site. It's yes. like, it meets its, it meets its friends, you know, it meets, <laughs> it meets its family and they do some deep healing, but you know, just start with um, like, you wouldn't even probably feel it except for that. You'd just be less stressed, you, you know, feel, more, more calm in your exactly. nervous system, more, uh, less happy. muscle tension. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So start, start with that. Um, those things you can get at like whole foods or, you know, probably even Rite Aid, you know, I right. know that you go anywhere. <laughs> they have CBD products now. They do. Uh, yeah. So you can try, but you know, pay attention to what else is in there because a lot of people are writing that like, you know, let's make money off of it. And they put a, enough other funky things in there that it's counteracts the right. benefit. So, you know, for me, I, I love to ingest it. It's a longer experience, but I, I go super light and it, it's just all day feeling lovely and lovely and calm and bright and inspired and creative. 
do you use a, a hybrid or are you using like sativa or indica usually um yeah um yeah if you buy um like because i live in california so it's legal everywhere um and a lot of times the edibles are made from like shake from other products uh so they just mix it all in together but it has been you know it, it is good to have a hybrid i think in general especially if you want to do meditative uh work uh a hybrids a hybrid can be really helpful for sure and and i i i make my own cbd i make my own thc meaning edibles mm -hmm. and uh i keep them separate but then i'll i'll eat them together and just really quick for anyone who's listening who's not familiar with what the different types are the because i can never remember sativa is more the mind is that right uh, indica will, I don't know how you, it's just not really like that anymore, um, okay. because there's so many different varieties. Um, but generally people feel like sativa is, I can be more functional <laughs> versus <laughs> indica is like, it's really gonna like, whoa, <laughs> you go all <laughs> right, everybody. But you know, there's so many different variables. So again, it's really great to cultivate a relationship. If you can, you know, if, if you can grow the plant, awesome. If you cannot, then work with one, you know, uh, talk, go into a dispensary, uh, the good dispensaries, I think most of them, but the really good ones have people who are really respectful and they know a lot about each of the products. They know about the plants that the products are made with. You can tell them what you're looking for and they'll guide, you know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, and then just work with that. See what, you know, see how it does try. Start with a tiny, oh my goodness, start with a tiny <laughs> amount. I love you, honey. Um, start with a tiny amount and go from there. And um, well, I feel like this is really inspiring. And I'm sure that there's some listeners who might want to, who, who might be having a different um, perception yes. of plant medicines after this conversation. So I do want to touch on, are there any drawbacks? Are there any things that we should avoid or um, because, you know, Absolutely. not every Absolutely. experience is going to be pleasant, especially if you're not familiar Absolutely. with what you're working with. Well, we've, we've given a lot of tips on yes. how to do it in a safe and sacred way. Um, right now I'm, I just started creating, uh, call it's called Entheo Jedi. <laughs> I love that. Entheo Jedi level one. And it's, uh, I'm putting it out weekly. It goes for a whole, um, season, 13 weeks, very brief, less than an hour each. But it's a training weaving in sacred feminine archetypes and how to work masterfully with sacred medicine, uh, not as a facilitator, but just for yourself. How do I work with it in a sacred way? And uh, it includes practices and rituals. Um, and so if people are interested in that, it's it's a benefit as well as some other really amazing benefits, like being able to come to our ceremonies um, for our Patreon members at the 108 a month level. And then there's, there's, I'm putting out sacred rituals, like the coffee ritual, like the, you know, there's how to bring little mindfulness, sacred practices beyond mindfulness practices into your everyday 
but mostly just be aware, you know, what are your intentions? Mm -hmm. Be aware. What are you going to expose yourself to create the, create the set and setting, be mindful of what you want that journey to be like. I can't imagine like getting high and turning on some violent video games, which is oh, what God. a lot happens, you know, or just watching TV. Um, Cause even, even positive stories can have, limiting narratives that reinforce old paradigms of thinking in our brains. So, you know, tune into what, what is the healing that you're asking from this plant and what can you do? What music can you have? What visuals can you have? What physical self-care practices do you want to do? Have some yummy essential oils. You're going to do a little face massage. You want to have a bath, you know, just think about it ahead of time. Like, how do I want this to be? What do I want the help with and what can I do? And if you don't know, sit down and meditate and let your practice be, I'm going to sit in meditation and listen to the guidance and commit to follow that. And that's, this is great. So can people join the Entheo Jedi training? Yes. As I mentioned, it's available at the 108 level on our Patreon page. It's, it's Patreon forward slash living wisdom, all one word. Okay. And there, and again, like in addition to that, you can come to our ceremonies. Uh, there's, there, there are other rituals, there's sound healing, there's guided medit. It's worth so much more than that investment. Um, but that's the place that we're offering it right now. Um, I've, I've produced a lot of different, you know, videos on working with medicine and consciousness and all of that that's available on YouTube. Uh, so, you know, people that are interested in this connect with me. There's also, um, I created a whole, uh, pamphlet, I guess, an e-pamphlet that's on my website that's uh, essential entheogen preparation and integration. And that's absolutely free. If you go to LOS.com, uh, you can scroll down just a little bit and you'll see there's a little picture of it, of the cover, and it'll say essential, get your free copy of essential entheogen preparation and integration guide. And, uh, You'll also get announcements about uh, things that we have coming up. We have an online support circle, which, you know, for entheogenic work. So people who are curious about it, people who've had bad experiences, people who've had good experiences. Um, it's a confidential, safe and sacred space to ask questions and talk about your experiences. So all of that is free. Um, the Entheo Jedi training, as I mentioned, you would need to be a Patreon member at the 108 level, but it's so, you get so much, you know, like that sounds amazing. so much more than we give you so much more than the financial investment is worth. So, well, I, I will be sure to post this. So for those of you listening, <laughs> um, check out the show notes for the podcast, yeah. because I will put a link to her Patreon on there and where, what is your YouTube channel? So people can follow you there. Um, it's Amanda Elowesh. Dot com. My website is LOS.com. If you go, yeah, it, it should be easily, I it should be easy to find ELO apostrophe ESH or ELO ESH. Um, it's a fairly unique name. So if you spell it correctly, <laughs> Amanda LOS, you should find me. 
yes. easily. And I'll make sure to link to the YouTube <laughs> channel to make it even easier on you. So Beautiful. you can check that out in the show notes and do check out her website, which is LOS.com. And again, that's E-L-O-E-S-H.com. Yes. Amanda, it's been fantastic having so you here. So good. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm so excited to share this information and also apply it in my own life so that I can create an even deeper relationship with my, my medicinal ally friends. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Bless your life. Thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. Be sure to check out Amanda and her amazing work. Um, I know she's got some great content on her YouTube channel. And I'm going to be checking out her Patreon because Entheo Jedi training just sounds so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, my dear. And to everyone, stay magical. Thank you for joining me. You can now find Blythe Starlight on Patreon, where you can join me on the journey of creating more tools for helping people go from awakened in their intuition to activated. Be sure to visit me at blythestarlight.com and subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast, which can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest as Blythe Starlight. And don't forget to grab your copy of my book, Confidence is Magic, on Amazon today. Until next time, stay magical.